welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm covering my experience with the birth control pill and some of the benefits that I've experienced as a result of stopping the birth control pill, which was a few years ago now. And I've had other things, obviously, in my health journey that have affected me, things like parasite infections after I got food poisoning multiple times. I've had mineral imbalances because my diet just wasn't good and it was super restricted for multiple different reasons. But I really believe the birth control pill either led to these issues developing or was just a a factor involved. And there usually is more than one factor. But even though I was only on that pill for just over two years, it really messed my body up. And I have a lot of clients who are on it for 20 years. And I don't think that's great and I used to say that I'm not against hormonal birth control online just to not upset anyone honestly but you know what I am against hormonal birth control especially if you haven't been told the risks I mean if you completely know all of the risks I'm not just talking about a slight increased risk of cancer or stroke that your doctor might tell you especially if you smoke or you have a history of those things in your family but I'm talking about everything else. If they, if you do your research or they tell you, which I doubt it, but about the fact that it severely depletes your nutrients, it messes with your gut health, it completely shuts down ovulation, which was something that I didn't know what it was doing in my body. I, I just was told and thought, this is going to fix everything. But if you know all of that and you still want to take it, um, that's absolutely fine. You go for that. And some people are just taking it because they currently have a condition such as endometriosis or acne and being on the pill is really stabilizing them and it's giving them quality of life. I understand that as well, but I'm still not for birth control and I will never recommend it to someone. I I can't do that anyway because I'm not a doctor. But if you are in that situation where where you just really want to stay on it or it's not the right time to come off right now, then please make sure that you're supporting your body with the, the nutrients that it depletes and your gut health and you're doing a lot of the foundational things and you're not eat, eating junk food all the time and understand that it's a band-aid solution and you're probably going to have to work on the, the reasons that you had those conditions in the first place, but then also mock up all of the damage, so to speak, that's in little quote marks, that's been done after being on the pill. So not only do you have to go and fix that original problem that led you to take the pill in the first place, because a lot of people aren't taking it just for contraception reasons these days. They're taking it for a hormonal imbalance and a symptom. And that means that if you don't change anything, that problem's still going to be there. Probably 
a lot worse than it was because the pill messes with so many things. And again, if you're in that situation, please be working on the underlying root causes either simultaneously or have a plan of action in place for eventually stopping because you're going to have to come off it at some point. But the longer that you're on it, the longer that you're not going to be ovulating and having those natural hormones in your body that you should be having because the pill is suppressing them. And the more it's going to disrupt your different body systems. And a lot of people, they just stop the pill to have their children, then go straight back on it. And then when they're in the menopausal years, they just swap straight to hormonal um, to hormone replacement therapy, which some of those things aren't as bad. Um, definitely not my area of expertise, but I know if you take things like bioidenticals, it can have some protection in menopause, but they're not really available to us in um, reproductive years for hormonal problems. And it's still a bit of a band-aid solution. It's normal when you're in menopause for your hormones to be low and we could just give ourselves a bit of a boost because it's available to us. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the birth control pill and you'll probably realize and understand why after listening to this episode. So I definitely want to share my journey. But in the first part, I want to share what I learned about the birth control pill and then how I've benefited from not being on it. So I stopped the birth control pill when I was 21 and I'm 28 now for reference. I'll be 29 in September of 2023. So I've been off it a good number of years now. And those two years, yeah, really did mess me up. So I can only imagine how I'd be if I was on it for 10 to 15 years. So first thing was that it really disconnected me from my feminine energy. And one of the reasons that I went on the pill was for my PCOS symptoms, which is in my experience, already a state of hyper-masculine hormone production. So it's high testosterone or high DHEA. And this can come from things like blood sugar issues and insulin resistance, more of a physiological reason. But I also see it being linked to a type of personality, a type of person who's in their masculine energy. And then going on the pill, you can see how that's just gonna amplify the problem and put you more into that masculine energy because our female body should have this fluctuation of hormones. It's like a symphony throughout the month of estrogen and progesterone. We do have some male hormones in there, but we should have primarily female hormones like estrogen and progesterone. But with PCOS, we can get an elevation and that can lead to symptoms like cystic acne, breakouts, hair loss on the head, hair growth on the body, oily skin, disrupted menstrual cycles. And that's exactly what I had in my experience. And when I came off the pill, because I eventually started learning about the, the downsides to it after working with a practitioner, I didn't have a period for those two years. I'll come on to my story um, shortly. But during that time, I never felt less feminine in my life. I just felt like there was something missing from my body, which there was. Your period at the end of the day and your menstrual cycle and ovulation is a sign of health and it's a creator of health too. So I did everything that I could to get my period back and it eventually came. And now I love my menstrual cycle. I love the different phases and learning about that and how to support my body during those times with the certain types of foods that I eat, the different types of workouts that I do, the different tasks in my, my work that I can schedule depending on the different phases. But connecting to my feminine energy has seriously helped so many different things. I just feel calmer as a person. My nervous system is calmer and I'm still a work in progress because we're so ingrained and my mum was more in a masculine energy and just how we've been 
taught as women to be these days, like hyper independent. We don't need a man. We can like hustle and work and like go to the top of our industries and like smash it in that that um, category. It's just quite detrimental to our health. And I've only over the past few years realized that um, because I'm even at higher risk with the the fact that I'm self-employed and I run my own business, I have to do a lot of different things. So I have to consciously make an effort to be more of my feminine energy. And the types of workouts that I used to do have swapped a little bit because I think I'm just prone to, to leaning that way. So I'm really just trying to get back to my nature. And I know that it's who I am to be more in that feminine energy. And I can see it coming back, but it just feels a little bit challenging and a little bit unnatural to begin with and then I think as you get into it you're like how did I live the way that I lived before it's just crazy so the pill really disconnected me from my feminine energy and the way that it works is that it's suppressing your own natural hormones so it's putting your hormones into like a state of menopause but it's giving you this consistent stable daily dose of hormones and that is what men get so they get the same hormone cycle pretty much every day of the month, whereas women were different day to day, definitely week to week, um, as we ovulate and then approach our menstrual cycle. So this is why things like the nine to five, five workday were created. It's to support that more masculine structure and masculine physiology. And the pill is kind of in favor of that and it's promoting that, but it's it's not what our genes and our DNA expects. So I feel so much better now and calmer. Like I said, my hormones are more balanced. I'm ovulating. My energy is good. My skin is clear. And I've done other things too, but reconnecting to my feminine energy, especially for the lingering PCOS and hormone symptoms that I was having, it made a huge difference. The pill also affects your mate selection. And this never massively affected me personally because I wasn't really dating and the time that I was on the pill I was struggling with health issues so I don't think it affected I can't remember who I was like attracted to at the time but it can actually make you select a mate let's just use like heterosexual masculine um, male as an example they have done studies even where they have the t-shirts like lined up for a woman of a man like a sweaty sweaty t-shirt and the women who are on the pill they choose the sense and they choose the people and just to look at someone who, the people who are more similar to them, which isn't ideal. With genetics, we want a diverse genetic profile that makes us more resilient and more strong as a species. So if you're choosing someone similar, it's more like you're choosing your brother, which sounds weird looking, looking at that as in like hindsight, but that's what's happening to a lot of women. They are on the pill all throughout their 20s, they meet someone, they get married, they get ready to start a family, come off the pill. And within a few months, as the hormones come back online, they no longer find their partner attractive or they can't stand them. They just end up divorcing because they aren't the same person um, to who they thought they were because the hormones have come back online. And that's crazy. And you've probably had someone that that's happened to they seem like everything's going really well and then all of a sudden they break up and that person might not know it's because of the pill but it's been spoken about a little bit more now and we were never told this who was ever told that by the doctor like be mindful who you're dating during this time 
Um, but I'm so glad that I came off the pill early before I, I met my partner because I can really trust now that it's the right decision. I'm following my my natural instincts. The pill also depletes so many nutrients. Ironically, the key ones that are needed for fertility and healthy hormones and hormone balance. That's things like zinc and selenium and vitamin C, B vitamins, definitely. So going on the pill, like let's say you went on the pill for PCOS, you might already have had a zinc deficiency and a B vitamin deficiency driving your PCOS. And then if you go on the pill, it's going to deplete it even further. So no wonder people have side effects on the pill. I'm going to cover some of mine, but some common ones are um, constant spotting. They might be constantly like fatigued. They might have breast pain. They might put on weight. They might have acne breakouts. Some people it clears their skin. Some people it breaks their skin out. It's just such a an art, such a science to try and find for some people the ideal dose and form of birth control. I've only ever been on the birth control pill. For some reason, I never like investigated. I think it's just the initial one that people go to. And then if you have problems with that, you then get put on the injection, the implant, the patch. And I think a lot of those are probably worse than the pill. The one that's non-hormonal is the copper IUD, but that also comes with risks as well because it's having a copper um, implant kind of in the uterus and that causes localized inflammation. And they say that the copper and the inf inflammation stays local, but it, nothing stays in isolation in the body. It will be affecting other things. And I've seen that happen. Um, it can cause a lot of scarring. It can cause issues with fertility. Uh, the IUD can literally try to reject itself. And that just shows that the body and the immune system is smart and it doesn't want foreign objects inside of it. So with the nutrient levels, I wasn't warned of that either. And I had so many nutrient deficiencies, even when I was eating organic and taking supplements, I was just burning through the, the, the supplements and the nutrients so fast because I just needed so many nutrients being on that pill. So if you are one of those people who are continuing to take the pill and you now understand some more of the risks, but you have to be on it for some reason, at least look into the nutrients and make sure that you're getting them through diet and probably supplements as well. Diet alone doesn't give us the nutrients that we need these days to thrive, especially if you have a real rock bottom deficiency with a certain nutrient. It's going to take decades, if it's all, at all possible, to restore that deficiency. Do you love coffee, but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS, and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores. Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. 
This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, all suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, Laurasia can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics, the regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. I also didn't know that the pill affects your gut health and causes microbiome issues. So the pill can drive inflammation, which can drive leaky gut, and it can also promote the growth of bad bacteria and yeast and reduce the growth of good bacteria. And some of these synthetic hormones can act as low-dose antibiotics in the gut. So we all know the downsides and dangers of antibiotics, antibiotic resistance, but imagine taking something every day for your hormones and it's kind of like you're taking small amounts of antibiotics every day. That's not great. The pill shuts down ovulation. This is exactly how it works and, and how it can be effective for preventing contraception, uh, preventing pregnancy and implantation. It's because you're literally not releasing an egg because your own natural hormones aren't being made properly. It shuts down and kind of severs the brain to ovary communication and connection. And I think I read this in Dr. Laura Bryden's book, but she said it takes about seven years on average, for your brain and ovary communication to, to be really set in stone and consistent and healthy from when you start your period. So I started my period at age 14, I think. And that would have meant that it would have taken me to age 21 without any synthetic hormones or interventions for my, my ovulation to really consistently be working and happening and be healthy because it takes a little bit of time. And it's normal if someone's first period isn't an ovulation um, period, but if you then disrupt that, that timeline and go on the pill at age 16, 17, 18, it's like you have to start again once you finish, once you come off the pill. So let's say you went on the pill, um, starting your period at age 13, went on the birth control pill at 16, you've only had three out of those seven years to get that communication set in stone. So that means you need another five is it four or five years after stopping the pill for that connection to happen again and it, it it isn't like you can't get pregnant or can have healthy regular menstrual cycles until you've had a seven-year period but um it just shows that if you were to come off the pill age 34 35 and then you've been on the pill since you were first starting your period at age 13 it, it can take time for some people and some people never get their periods back or never are able to fall pregnant after that point because they've really disrupted their brain and their body for those good number of years. So this is why I promote 
getting your hormones in check as soon as possible. Starting now, if we can, especially if you want kids in your lifetime. There's not an early enough start time to start. We want to do it for ourselves, but also our future children. There are the people who come off the pill, fall pregnant, have a healthy baby. Everything's good. Amazing. I'm so happy for you. But I'm working with the people who are without a period for five years, who have major hormonal like fluctuations and flare-ups after stopping the pill, and they can't get pregnant and are really struggling with other health issues that they've suppressed that entire time and all of the, the negative effects of the pill. So I'm obviously seeing the more like negative side of things, but this is real life, and I just want you to have the information. So when we shut down ovulation, we shut down the production of progesterone, which is not the same thing that's found in the pill. Doctors claim that it gives you natural progesterone and has estrogen in there as well, but they're not the same as the, what our bodies make. The progesterone is actually something called progestin, which kind of has the opposite effects of progesterone, and it acts more as an androgen, a male hormone in the body. So progesterone is protective against things like cancer, helps with breast health, it helps with our brain and our mood and our skin. It reduces PMS, whereas progestins kind of do the opposite of all of that stuff. They can increase the risk of cancer. They can affect our mood negatively. And I definitely developed anxiety and a tendency towards depression from being on the pill. And they've even done studies now to confirm that progesterone-only pills, and people take them because they think it's a lower dose of hormones because they, they don't have the estrogen in there, but those ones are actually higher risk for depression and anxiety, interestingly. So we want to like be aware of that. And I think this is partly the reason that mental health issues are on the rise, especially for women. There's the peer pressure side of it and social media and body image issues, definitely social media and apps and TikTok, all of that, especially for young girls. But I also think it's the pill for a lot of people. And I, after stopping the pill, got to experience my natural hormones and cycle, the beautiful ups and downs. And I love my period now, which I never thought that I'd say. And actually, when I first lost my period due to overexercising and undereating, I didn't really care. But when I started breaking out with acne, that's when I wanted to, to do something about it. When I was on the pill as well, I didn't realize that the bleed that I was having wasn't a real period. I thought that, oh, I've got my period back now. Great, it's working. But that is actually just a withdrawal bleed from a medication. It's the it's building up your uterus line, your uterine lining. And then when you stop the, the pills and take the sugar pills for the week, you start releasing that. But that isn't a normal, healthy, natural cycle. You haven't ovulated. You haven't built those hormones yourself. You've just been taking them in pill form. And then I had another two years when my body was so sick and imbalanced that it didn't have a period still. It didn't feel safe enough to potentially fall pregnant. And now I feel such peace of mind that this is all figured out. And again, I, I, pray, like, I pray that you take this seriously and please start working on your hormones now. Even if you don't want kids, like ovulation every month is a sign of health and it's a creator of health. So even if you don't want kids, there are ways to prevent pregnancy that aren't synthetic hormones. Um, but you, yeah, you want to come off the pill ideally at some point and 
just benefit from ovulation and progesterone production just for day-to-day life your energy your mood your intuition even can come back online which I've seen for myself another benefit just being able to be more in touch with my body my womb and as women we are very powerful we're very creative and intuitive but being on those synthetic hormones and having more of that masculine cycle shuts that down unfortunately so please get in touch if that is you and you want to come off the pill you want to recover from the years of imbalances even if you came off the pill five years ago if you've never actively restored your body after being on that pill or done some sort of protocol then I would highly advise you to do so. So on to my experience with the birth control pill. So my mum, for some reason, was very always against it. I think she'd been on it herself for a very brief time in her life, but she I don't know if she just didn't get along with it or whatever, but she, um, when, I, when I told her that I wanted to go on the pill, she was like, no, no. And I think she has a lot of like wounds about sexuality and femininity and all of that so I think she was worried that me being on the pill would would mean that I was like sleeping around or something which like I didn't have a boyfriend at the time and I wasn't sexually active even but yes she has these beliefs anyway that's a whole (laughs) a whole nother thing that I've even had to work on as a result of being raised by her but I remember even when I'd go to pick up my prescription from the pharmacy She'd be with me sometimes at the supermarket and I'd be like, um, I've come to pick up my pill. And she was like, she's on them for hormone reasons. Like just <laughs> making sure that they knew that I wasn't sleeping with anyone, even though I was like 18 or 19 at the time. And it was completely like legal to do so. But I also had many friends on the pill and I thought it was cool for some reason. I think that's just like, oh, you're on the pill. Um, and Again, yeah, I wasn't sexually active at the time, but I went on the pill because when I was about 17, I started to develop hormone problems at the time because I was over-exercising, under-eating, going to the gym too much, not refueling. Um, I lost my period completely after having completely regular cycles since the age of 14, no issues, no skin problems, no hair loss, all good. And then shit hit the fan and I developed all of these problems. And out of desperation, after a few months of not having a period, I went to the doctor and they pretty much said either just wait and see what happens. They never once asked about any diet stuff or what I was doing because I looked healthy. I just had a face full of breakouts and my hair was falling out at the time. But they either said that, wait and see, or the pills here if you want an option. So I reached for that because nothing would have changed if I if I was just continuing what I was doing. So the first pill that I went on was Dianet, which was a very strong pill. And now I know it's a higher estrogen pill. Both of the ones that I've taken are combined pills as well. So they have the estrogen and progesterone. I think I took that for about two weeks and developed severe depression just within a few days of taking it. I was already down and depressed because of the symptoms that I was getting, but this was just like, um, like unbelievable. I was just a different person. I was completely numb. I was a shell of myself. I was just sat in the living room, just like all day, not talking. Um, and yeah, I think I blanked that out of my memory, honestly, because my mum was the one who forced me to go to the doctor and change the pill. I think I would have just stayed on it, to be honest, because like, no, it's working. It's going to help. Like, let me stay on it. But she just knew that it wasn't a good fit. And I'm glad that I came off that one. And I think my acne and my hair and my other symptoms got worse as well during those two weeks. 
So then I went back to the doctor and I'd done some research at that point and I requested to go on a pill called Yasmin, which I ended up taking for about two years. And now I am pretty sure it's one of the worst and most dangerous pills available. But I read that it was the best for skin health. So I went in there and he was, the doctor was resistant to prescribe because it was more expensive than some of the other ones. But I ended up getting that one. And it's because the type of progestin in there, that progest- fake progesterone, is more harmful. And even though my mood wasn't as bad on that one, it, it didn't cause any depression. My skin did clear up, um, but never completely. My hair stopped shedding as much as it was, but it literally never grew. I think I might have gotten one haircut in two years and my nails, I never had to cut or file, never had to shave my legs or my armpits. And that's just not a good sign. And then over those two years, I did develop other things like multiple food sensitivities, severe nutrient deficiencies, thyroid issues, candida overgrowth. I even remember one time, I don't know how old I was, maybe about 22, like 21, 22, before my real health issues started. Um, I remember having, it was either in like my butt area or like vulva, vaginal area, but I had really painful skin in that in that area. And there was no rash or anything. It was just a bit red. Um, but the doctor said it, it was thrush. And I don't know if it was like exactly thrush or just some other fungal infection, but it was so uncomfortable and I couldn't sit down and I think I just did some cream for that. But I remember going to the cinema. Um, I was watching um, World War Z or World War Z um, by Brad Pitt. And it was just so uncomfortable the whole time. But that's a pretty good film. I did enjoy it. So the, the pill was having an effect on me then. Um, and I know now that uh, that whole category of pill, Yaz, Yasmin, there's so many lawsuits. Unfortunately, so many women have died or had issues with blood clots. Um, from being on that pill. And actually, when I was in America working at the summer camp when I was 19, I, for that summer, very frequently, maybe like a few times a week, I would have the most severe leg cramps of my life. And I would wake up in the middle of the night crying. And this carried on when I got home. So at first, I thought it was the fact that I've been wearing flip flops and exercising a lot, or I was dehydrated. But now I'm pretty sure it was a blood clot because my leg would go really swollen, painful. And then learning about the the risks and how people have died from blood clots. If that blood clot would have gotten into my circulatory system and moved, it could have gotten into my my lungs. And that's what causes like an embolism pretty much. So very grateful that that didn't end up happening. But I am like safe and everything was fine. It was actually my 21st birthday that I stopped taking the birth control pill after realizing that it was more of a band-aid solution. And at that point, I'd been working with my nutritionist for a little while, and she was warning me about some of the potential dangers of the pill. So I remember having some post-birth control symptoms afterwards, I think about the three to six month mark, which is normal. And I had a flare-up of acne again, came back, obviously, my oily skin and oily hair returned her loss really became a problem then I remember it falling out really badly I think this was the worst I've had her loss a few times but this was the worst I remember having one shower and combing my hair in the mirror and then just seeing so much scalp and I just like burst out crying and from then on I was 
getting really obsessive with it. I was I'm only like touching my hair very small amounts. I was counting how many hairs I was losing in the day to compare if it was getting better or not. I was using baby shampoo on my hair, which I definitely wouldn't recommend. It's not that great for you. Um, but yeah, that was a very difficult time. And some symptoms calmed down, but never fully balanced. Um, my hormones never fully balanced until I was 25. So four years later, because that's when I only started to address the real root causes of my health issues. Up until then, I was having a regular bleed. Um, my period came back two years later, but I was still dealing with a lot of hormonal symptoms. And even though I was bleeding, they weren't proper periods because I wasn't ovulating or it wasn't consistent ovulation or a strong ovulation. Um, and I had really low progesterone. So it wasn't until I was 25, this was in 2020, that I found out that I had issues with mold exposure. So I ended up moving and that's when I really started healing, even though I'd been on my health journey since I was about 17, 18 or 19. Um, and that entire time, mold had been disrupting my health. So it was probably contributed to the fact that I got so sick. And it was also mimicking PCOS, but I have other podcast episodes on that if you want to learn more. And my period did return after two years. I had initially struggled with weight being too underweight because of my overexercising. And then all of the digestive issues that I developed meant that I wasn't absorbing my food properly. I had become severely sensitive to tons of food. So I um, just lost a lot of weight. And I think that contributed to the fact that my period didn't return. And I'd also started looking into hypothalamic amenorrhea or HA, which I did. I do believe that I did have to some degree. So this is a loss of period due to um, being too lean or being too stressed, overexercising. But even though I think it was more because I had a lot of health issues, my period hadn't come back. And I also had PCOS too. So then I really focused on putting on the weight, eating more, trying to heal my gut, which it was doing better, but then I had um, put on weight and then I couldn't stop putting on weight. I'd gone to the other extreme where I was overweight then. That was affecting my PCOS and my hormones. It was a, a very challenging time to find that fine line and my body was just so out of whack. And I was bleeding regularly at that point, but I thought my normal healthy cycle was about 35 days. And it was coming quite, it was coming monthly, but up at like the longer end of normal. And if I did ovulate, um, which I didn't always, it was around day 21 to 23. But that actually was still in balance for me because now after healing over the past few years properly, my true cycle is between 28 and 31 days. And I ovulate between 14 and 17, which is way more quote textbook um, ideal than before so just a sign that things can change eventually so past few years I ovulate every month I track my temperature I track my menstrual cycle I am in a relationship now so I use the fertility awareness method for contraception if you want another episode on that and the different forms please let me know because I'm happily do that but my hormones are balanced now with minimal effort and it's because I've looked at all of these other things instead I've recovered from the pill but I've also investigated the root cause of my hormone imbalances, which for me were things like mold, but also parasites and the mineral deficiencies and some of this energetic work on feminine energy, a few different things. So that is my story. I will never go on birth control again. And I love to educate women on this because I wish I had this information when I was 17. So I never even went on the pill 
in the first place and didn't have to go through all of this stuff. But on that same note, I am so grateful for what I went through because I can now help others and I have empathy and I know what it's like when you don't want to come off the pill because you're scared, but sometimes you just have to make that leap. And if you need help or if you're struggling with hormone problems because of the pill or you want to come off the pill, get in touch. I would love to help you through my root cause relief package. So this is us working together closely for six months, which is a really good amount of time to really start to shift your hormones. Things will take minimum three months to start to shift. So the six month root cause relief package, we can really investigate some of those root causes together and yeah, come up with a, a game plan with your unique situation in mind. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope it's giving you something to think about. Please share this with your sisters, your daughters, your loved ones, your friends, post it on social media, try and get this message out to as many women as possible because I am really passionate about this and yeah, they could honestly save lives or just quality of lives. So I hope you enjoyed it and join me back next week here on the podcast for another episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.